2: UTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
3: With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President Trump spoke at another big rally last night, this one in North Carolina. He says Republicans need to win in November, and if they do...
0: In addition, a Republican Congress must stand up for parental rights and parental choice. I think that's a good idea. No teacher should ever be allowed to teach far-left gender theories to our children without parental consent. It's truly child abuse. Plain and simple.
3: Mr. Trump also teased another run for president in 2024. Ukrainian forces are digging in and Russia's military is lining up more firepower ahead of an expected showdown in eastern Ukraine. Experts say a full-scale Russian offensive could begin within days. This is SRN News.
2: Eric Metaxas presents the unraveling of atheism. Finding so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas, Thursday the 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. His quick wit will make this event come to life. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. Supported by GTS HVAC.
4: Join us for Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas as he presents astonishing new evidence and arguments against the idea of a creatorless universe. Metataxes will guide us through archaeological evidence, new discoveries supported by chemistry, and the biggest questions in the universe. Thursday, April 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. Register your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. Supported by GTS HVAC. From the Caribbean Christina Realty Studios, this is AM1280 The Patriot.
5: You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. Hashtag NarnShow. For any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And uh, hopefully you all are having a beautiful and... uh, fantastic palm sunday of course a week from today uh is easter sunday uh I'm, I'll, I'll give up the gig i'm mailing it in next sunday literally uh i'm pre-recording my broadcast and it will be aired uh next uh, easter sunday so it will be an original broadcast it's just will be pre-recorded so as much as i love to hear from you all and take phone calls live in the air i won't be live next easter sunday but it will be original broadcast and we have a guest Palooza, uh I'm going to kind of tease that a little bit. Not going to tell you who the guests are, but uh, definitely uh, tune in uh, next Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. And as well as Saturday, 1 to 3 p.m. and Saturday, 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, for all of your fantastic Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. And uh, by the way, just want to say uh, hello to Gary and Wild who are checking us out on the live stream. The Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page features a live stream, which you can go to. Uh, well, if you're not following the NARN Facebook page, well, why the heck not? Uh, go there right now. Give us a follow and a like, and you can also weigh in on the comments section on the live stream video. Again, Gary and Wilson, uh, both loyal listeners, uh, checking in, both saying hello. So, hello, Gary. Hello, Wilson. Now I feel I can get the uh, wild. Now I feel I can get get the show started uh, when those two uh, check in. So we appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to do this broadcast, like i I like to do a lot of them. If there are national stories and local stories on which to opine, I will kind of take one hour to discuss national stuff and another hour to discuss uh, local slash Minnesota news. Uh, I don't know how we missed this. This must have been just unfolding. It was last weekend, late uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning, A very disturbing scene uh, took place in California's capital city of Sacramento. I will read an NPR story that was updated on Tuesday morning. Uh, Police in Sacramento, California, have arrested a second man in connection with a weekend shooting in downtown Sacramento that killed six people and wounded 12 others. It is the deadliest mass shooting in Sacramento's history. The 27-year-old, identified uh, by police as Smiley Martin, was found at the scene of the Sunday morning shooting with what police described as, quote, serious injuries from gunfire, close quote. While hospitalized, he remains under police supervision. He was taken into custody Tuesday morning and charged with possession of a firearm by a prohibited person and possession of a machine gun. Uh, Martin has a criminal history dating back to 2013, the Sacramento Bee reported Tuesday. He was recently serving a 10-year prison sentence for domestic violence and assault with great bodily injury when he was released, despite a plea last year from the Sacramento County District Attorney's Office advising otherwise, the Bee reports. Other than the two arrests, police have released only small details about what transpired early Sunday. Investigators are seeking information from the public on other suspects. And uh, what exactly happened? Um, well, what's not mentioned in this story, the the first suspect that was uh, arrested was Smiley Martin's brother, DeAndre Martin. So kind of a family affair, I guess. So, yeah, I, I don't know how we missed this one. I mean, we had our uh, resident firearms expert, Peter Johnson, in studio with us last Sunday during the two o'clock hour. And this is absolutely something. We would have gone over had uh, we known about it, but we didn't. But we're talking about it now. Uh, this is uh, speaking of the uh, Sacramento Bee. They well, wait. Before I get to that story, I guess let me just let me just add a few comments here. First, the obligatory demagoguing of this incident took place specifically by the progressive left on how we need you know, more actions for gun control. You know, enough is enough. How many more people have to die without uh, common sense gun control? You know, these people have a right to be safe from guns. You know, the the, the typical sloganeering that, that takes place after an incident like this. And while the bodies literally, and I do mean literally, are not even cold. And Democrats are sending out fundraising letters for their next election. Specifically, members of congress you know this being an election year a lot of them are up for reelection and are sending out fundraising letters to 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 fundraise off this tragedy it's it's what they always do and what happens almost one i would be willing to guarantee close to 100% of this demagoguery ends up being ends up being totally unrelated to the shooting in question. Now, for instance, there will be a member of Congress who will have a specific proposal. Well, if they enact my proposal for this, that, and the other thing, it could have prevented the tragedy that we saw in Sacramento on a Sunday morning where uh, so many people lost their lives. Uh, yeah, it was six people it, uh, killed, 12 others wounded. and and the, and, the, and And they're shameless about it. They said six people would be alive today if only they'd enacted this particular gun control proposal. But literally within 48 hours, 72 at the most, basic facts come out about the case. Because God forbid we wait for any facts to come out before we, before we jump on this tragedy. You know, the old uh, Rahm Emanuel tenant, never let a good crisis go to waste. But inevitably when the facts come out, it's ascertained that, sorry, Mr. or uh, or Mrs. uh, or Miss, Congressional Candidate, uh, the legislation you're proposing would have done absolutely nothing to stop this incident in question. And in fact, the vast majority of situations, there are already laws in place, aside from it's illegal to kill people, that should have prevented the shooting or addressed the shooting. Because as as was talked about in this NPR story, this Smiley Martin, one of the gunmen, was prohibited from owning a gun because he has a record. And he shouldn't have owned a gun, but yet he wound up with a gun. That's what we should be focused on. Okay, how is it that there are laws in place that prevent someone with Smiley Martin's record from obtaining a gun, how is it that he was able to get his hands on a gun? That's what we should be asking. Okay, because there are already laws in place. And here's another little secret for those of you who may not be aware. Career criminals don't
0: follow laws.
5: Let me give you a couple of minutes to kind of recover from that shock. Yeah, crim- criminals typically don't take into account gun laws. And to get back, I was alluded, started to allude to a Sacramento Bee piece uh, that came out the day, uh, or a couple of days after the shooting, you know, kind of doing a post-mortem. And the headline reads, California has toughest U.N. gun laws. After Sacramento shooting, what else can lawmakers do? So they might be starting to, to, to figure it out and they might accidentally stumble in, into the answer here but I'm going to guess that once the uh, stream of consciousness leads to why strong gun laws don't prevent gun violence chances are they aren't really going to say it out loud because that would result in them admitting they were wrong. Again, this is from the Sacramento Bee from this past week. They've banned high-capacity magazines and cracked down on assault weapons. They've made it so Californians have to pass a background check to purchase a gun and ammunition. They've prohibited buyers from having ammo or ghost gun parts shipped directly to their homes. When it comes to gun laws, California's legislators have passed some of the most stringent... You say stringent, I say draconian. You say tomato, I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, Regulations in the country. Checking off nearly every box on National Gun Control Advocates' wish list. A mass shooting early Sunday that left 6 dead and 12 wounded just a block from the Capitol, the very building where these laws were enacted, immediately prompted new calls for legislation to curb gun violence from California elected officials and gun control advocates across the nation. The scourge of gun violence continues to be a crisis in our country, and we must resolve to bring an end to this carnage. Governor Gavin Newsom, who's already signed 15 gun control laws, said Sunday in a prepared statement. Uh, Prepared statement, it's just a template. All he does is just have to fill in the random facts about the, you know, where in California did this take place. The shooting in, let's see, uh, Sacramento uh yeah you know, whatever but th- you know this is this is just a template this is just a boilerplate statement the scourge of gun violence continues to be a crisis in our country and we must resolve to bring an end to this carnage uh the call for action on the federal level has reached as far as uh, the white house ban ghost guns president joe biden said expressing his sorrow for the sacramento victims require background checks for all gun sales um
0: mr president there are already background checks for all gun sales. Every single one.
5: Ban assault weapons in high-capacity magazines. Repeal gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. Well, uh, reg- remember the assault weapons ban that occurred, like, in 1994? I mean, those who most supportive of the ban, and it lasted 10 years, expired after, I think, 10 years, those who are most supportive of the ban had to begrudgingly admit it done did a li- that did a little to reduce crime because the vast majority of mass shootings gun violence the vast majority are not done with assault weapons see this is the this, this continues to be the problem they, they they assume, you know, progressive left, the gun grabbers, gun control folks, you know, moms want action or moms demand action, uh, the Giffords group, whomever else, Protect Minnesota, all these gun, gun grabber surrogates. They all dismiss Second Amendment advocates as not wanting to solve the problem. But no, we do. We absolutely do. But we're just telling you you're looking in the wrong place. You're passing all of these gun controls. Bills And the only thing it does is prohibit a law-abiding citizen from being able to defend themselves. Because how many innocent people who were just, you know, enjoying a late Saturday night out in Sacramento got caught in the crossfire? And because police response time is, you know, a finite amount of time, but it isn't as instantaneous as we like it to be. Those who can't arm themselves to defend themselves are basically sitting ducks out there. So we'll talk a little bit more about that, kind of break this down a little bit. And we'll take your phone calls as well at 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show. And feel free to follow us along on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. Brad Carlson, the Closer, coming back with another segment of the broadcast. You know where.
6: Ever since I met you.
7: You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare.
2: Whether you owe ten to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing.
1: Get the facts. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-837-5050. That's 800-837-5050.
2: 800-837-5050. Hey, carpe diem. Awesome. That means we're going fishing, eh? No, carpe diem, it's Latin. It means to seize the day, like do it now, which is what you got to do if you want a custom-built Arctic spa from Premier Pool and Spa. Yeah, it's kind of like ASAP, eh? Yeah, now you got it. Due to the increased demand for Arctic spas, you should order your custom-built spa now. So call Premier Pool and Spa and pick the color you want, the size, the kind of LED lighting, the number of pumps and jets, all that stuff. Hey, that's
1: like over two million combinations.
2: That's right. Do it today, because the early bird gets the worm, you know. Nice worms. That means we are going fishing here. No. Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest
1: climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. PremierPools.com.
3: I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the
2: Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today.
5: Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. If you want to leave a uh, comment or question. My bro, Eric, is actually checking in. Eric, good to see you, man. He's just saying, uh, he says, he deep. That's uh, Paul Allen uh, gibberish for what's up, I think. Isn't that how that goes? Anyways, (laughs) Uh, Chuckles, thanks for checking in, man. Uh, We've got, uh, yeah, we've got a few viewers online here, so we appreciate the support, one and all. Do you want to get to a phone call quick before we move on here? Line one, Mark in St. Louis Park. Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you?
8: Brad, thanks a lot for taking my call. This subject really gets me frustrated. I was at a symposium a couple of years back with, uh, at the time, the Senate, the House Minority Majority Leader, Paul Thiessen, and Andy Luger was a U.S. Attorney at the time. So it was during the Biden administration, Ronald Lass was State Senator. I was at their table, and I basically kicked their blank on this particular subject. But what's happening is, and thank you for the subject, you have a 1964 Civil Rights Act. There's a a provision called the Disparate Impact Provision where you don't have to prove discrimination uh, intent. You can prove it by statistics. So that morphs into reducing disparities in the criminal justice system, which morphs into equity. So let's say you have 10% of the population is pink, but let's say 50% are in jail. That doesn't wash with progressives. It has to match statistically. So, if you have 10% of the population is pink, only 10% can be in jail no matter how many crimes they, they commit. Mm. And that's, as people, if you want to get to the bottom of what's honestly going on, that's what's going on. The disparate impact revision, the 64%, they are using that. And they're saying, well, if 10% of the population is pink, but we have 50% in jail, that doesn't work. So we have to, So, we have to stop enforcing laws or getting rid of laws. Interesting. And that's what's happening. I, I was at a symposium and I called them all out on that. I can talk I can go into it longer about the radio show your time, and every one of them kept their mouth shut after I explained, you know after I gave my opinion and what was going on, after it was over and he might deny one of them, Mr. Luger came up and shake my hand and said, thank you. We all needed to hear this. So and'll if you want any questions, I'll, hang on, but I'll I'll hang up and listen also.
5: Yeah, thanks, Mark. appreciate that and uh, yeah, thanks for uh, speaking up as you are wont to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, these uh, these elected officials, they they do work for us, and they need to hear from us, even when uh, they uh, we need to fill their ear with frustration, that's for sure. So good stuff, Mark. As always, we appreciate uh, your continued support here. Uh, here's the thing. If we were to be demagogues like leftists, we would basically say, talking about these draconian gun laws, particularly in California that they've passed, they would say, well, these California legislators, why didn't they just get guns themselves and shoot these six people dead? It would just, you know, just streamline the process because that's essentially what we've done. If we were demagogues like leftists, which we're not, I'm just throwing out a hypothetical here. But seriously, they, they make obtaining a firearm so arduous and so cumbersome and difficult that how many law abiding citizens. When they think about getting a firearm for whatever, you know, mostly for home defense, say, you know, what, say it's just not worth going through all that. And, and so they don't. I mean, again, the Sacramento Bee story that I read in the first segment, how stringent the gun laws are. And it's like, what more could they possibly do? Well, uh, this is I'll continue reading from the Sacramento Bee uh, story. Even before Sunday shooting, Democratic legislators planned to do more in terms of uh, gun control. One new bill introduced by State Senator Bob Hertzberg, a a Democrat out of Van Nuys, would give citizens the private right of action to sue gun manufacturers and suppliers. The bill, SB 1327, is modeled after an anti-abortion law enacted in Texas. State Senator David Minn, a Democrat out of Irvine, introduced Senate Bill 915, which would prohibit the sale of firearms or ammunition on state property. Effectively ending gun shows on 73 state owned fairgrounds. Previous efforts on a blanket ban on gun shows at fairgrounds have failed. These are all practical actions we can take today to stop gun violence. No, they're not practical actions. They're symbolic actions because how many, there's got to be a statistic out there. How many of these mass shootings have occurred by a perpetrator who bought a gun in a gun show? How many? And this myth that you don't have to pass a background check when purchasing a firearm at a gun show is is, is infuriating. And they're saying, like, well, you know, we need, we need background checks on all gun purchases. There are. We talked about this last week. Even the 25 states, literally half the states now have constitutional carry, where they bypass the permitting to own a firearm. Well, people misconstrue that. As well, well, they don't longer have to pass a background check to buy a firearm. No, 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 no. It just means you don't have to pay for what is already a codified right in the Constitution, the right to keep and bear arms. You still have to pass a background check. Okay, they're still you're still not going to they're still not going to sell you a gun if, for whatever reason, you fail a background check. If you've got a history, a criminal history, domestic violence, whatever the statutes are. So, so that's completely absurd. But you see, they rely on the naivete of the American people. They think you're stupid. A lot of these elected officials think you're stupid with this rhetoric around gun control and gun violence. Because the fact of the matter is, even in states that have constitutional carry, you still have to pass a background check. And and again, you look at all of these mass shootings that took place over the past decade, the high-profile ones. I mean, start with Sandy Hook in December of 2012 and go forward. Every single solitary mass shooting, spree killing, high profile. And sadly, there's been a lot of them. But they've been enacted, I would say, probably 100% of the time by someone who is legally prohibited from owning a firearm. But the only thing gun control laws do is take the guns out of hands of law-abiding citizens. This was uh, from... A CNN reporter uh, was reporting on this, Josh Campbell, and he posted something via Twitter on a CNN uh, bit he did. He says, for those who downplay the role of guns in mass shootings and say, just focus on policing, the cops see it differently. Shootings are often over in seconds before police arrive. The Sacramento mass shooting occurred near one of the most heavily protected sites in California. Okay, so the gun grabbers, and again, I'm not saying Josh Campbell's a news guy; he's not necessarily a gun grabber. But I guarantee you, a lot of gun grabbers retweeted that tweet, and said, "Yeah, amen. This is it, right here. We're, we're fo- you know, focus on. We need to focus on more than just policing." Well, you're 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 almost stumbling into the heart of the matter here, because as I indicated, this even police even if a police station is down the block, it's going to take maybe you know, 30 to 60 seconds to respond. Best case scenario. But as these perpetrators are busting shots off, and you're in the crosshairs of this, and you don't have something to defend yourselves. And there are many law-abiding citizens who were probably in downtown Sacramento, six of whom were killed. Okay, I'll guarantee you some of those six were law-abiding citizens, but because of the cumbersome process that it takes to obtain a gun in the art and the draconian gun laws that a lot of them couldn't get a gun or didn't bother to and so therefore lost their lives because of these draconian gun laws you want it, you want to play this game we can play it all day because at the end of the day if criminals are going into an area where they think there's a good chance that private citizens are armed they're probably going to think twice about just firing bullets into a crowd but because they know they're reasonably certain that because of California's draconian gun laws that they're not going to get a lot of resistance by firing off shots they feel free that they feel free to to do so for whatever the whatever the beef was here and i'm not 100% sure but it doesn't matter and again this is quietly going down the memory hole you know why because it was recommended by the Sacramento district attorney that this Smiley Martin, who was released from jail for parole after some violent, uh, violent crimes. Okay, the Sacramento D.A. strongly suggested don't release this person because it's very likely he's going to reoffend again. Now, all of a sudden, this incident is going down the memory hole. You know why? Because this is indicting progressives. So they got the demagoguery, they got the fundraising money for demagoguing the initial shooting, but once uh, the facts uh, don't measure up, uh, they're kind of letting it go down the memory hole. Very convenient, that. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. You yeah, know where. What if
2: most of what we've assumed about human existence was outdated and in need of reevaluation? What if atheism was put to rest for good? In his latest book, Eric Metaxas presents the unraveling of atheism with astonishing new findings and science-based arguments. Discoveries so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Join us for Is Atheism Dead? A Discussion with Eric Metaxas, Thursday the 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. It'll make even the most staunch atheist reconsider their beliefs. His biblical discernment and sharp logic will make this faith-affirming event come to life. Not to mention the entertaining wit and enthusiasm you've come to expect from Eric Metaxas. Invite some friends from church and an open-minded atheist and reserve your seats today at am1280thepatriot.com. Supported by GTS HVAC.
1: This is Matt Crowder, live at the gas station on 41st Street, reporting on those skyrocketing gas prices. Excuse me, miss, are you buying less gas now because of the high prices? Oh,
6: I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free GetUpside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy.
1: Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app?
6: Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas.
1: Well, does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, well, there you have it. Stop paying full price for gas. Download the free GetUpside app and get real cash back every time you buy gas. This is Matt Crowder, Radio News Network. Download the free GetUpside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code RAIN for a $5 bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code RAIN for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code RAIN.
7: We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly. There were no hidden costs in their quotes and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to jtrroofinginc.com. That's jtrroofinginc.com.
5: Hey, welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Breathe in for luck. Breathe in so Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And follow along on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. We do have the live stream up and running. Have a couple of viewers uh, currently watching right now. I had a few others drop in and out, so we appreciate the support, one and all. And by the way, uh, if you aren't uh, able to listen to the show live or if you have to leave us at any point, you can catch the entire show on am1280thepatriot.com by clicking on Podcasts, and you can listen to the podcast. And all of our shows are available there, myself, Mitch, Jack, and uh, many of our fine uh, info, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, infomercial uh, broadcasts that are put on. Uh, we appreciate the support, one and all. Uh, I do want to get to another uh, national news story uh, from this past week, uh, the rather uh, contentiousness, uh, contentious uh, hearings of Judge uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson. Uh, finally, uh, yeah, no really, no real surprise. Uh, she ended up uh, being confirmed. This is from a uh, NPR story. Uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson proclaimed the progress her confirmation of the Supreme Court represents, and offered her gratitude to the many people who she said helped her along the way at an event on the White House South Lawn on Friday. Uh, Jacob, I want to tell you well, that does. Fortuitous here. Why don't we skip ahead to cut number three? I'm going to kind of take these out of order here. Uh, Cut number three this was uh, Judge, uh, new Supreme Court Justice uh, Katanji Brown Jackson speaking on the White House South Lawn upon her officially being confirmed to the United States Supreme Court.
6: It has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. But we've made it. We've made it, all of us, all of us. And and our children, are telling me that they see now, more than ever, that here in America, anything is possible. That's right. They also tell me that I'm a role model, which I take both as an opportunity and as a huge responsibility. I am feeling up to the task, primarily because I know that I am not alone I am standing on the shoulders of my own role models, generations of Americans who never had anything close to this kind of opportunity, but who got up every day and went to work believing in the promise of America, showing others through their determination and, yes, their perseverance, that good, good things, can be done in this great country.
5: Okay, so there you have it. Look, uh, in hearing, in listening to the confirmation hearings, obviously uh, I prefer justices in the mold of a, a legal constructionist. You know, those who uh, look at the Constitution at face value. It's not a living, breathing document, and it doesn't evolve with the times. And there is a lot of question about her judicial philosophy, which was all fair game. But at the end of the day, this, I, I believe, and this may be an unpopular opinion with some of my listeners, I believe that when a president is elected, you know, the old philosophy, you know, I'm old enough to remember the old philosophy, elections have consequences, and therefore a president has the purview to put up whomever he desires for his cabinet positions and... Supreme Court justice uh, Supreme Court nominees if there's a vacancy and you know we in the Senate give the advice and consent but ultimately they should be able to have their members whom they whom they choose unless you know there's some incredibly uh, questionable things in their background that you feel would prevent them from doing an adequate job um, not being aligned with someone's judicial philosophy I don't think necessarily disqualifies them okay it's just a different mindset a different uh, you know, viewpoint of it. And and this has become such a partisan process that, sadly, that's not the case anymore. That being said, I don't have a major problem with uh, Judge Jackson uh, being confirmed to the court. And because, again, it doesn't shift the balance of power in the court. I mean, she was replacing one of the three progressives on the court. In this case, Justice Stephen Breyer. So it doesn't shift the balance of power. But what i have a problem with is how this is celebrated as a historic uh accomplishment which it is that i don't have a problem with the first black woman undeniably historic to hear what you know you know female minorities the issue that they had even getting into law school just a couple of generations ago much less being able to have high power jobs in our legal system, our justice system, and then to sit on the nation's highest court, undeniably historic. You can't deny it. But the problem is, whenever Republicans have historic appointments to high-profile positions, it's barely a footnote. It's not even mentioned, or it's diminished, or degraded, or undermined. I mean, Condoleezza Rice, first ever female minority to be United States Secretary Secretary of State, that is a very high profile position in the office of the most powerful person in the world, President of the United States. Yet, she was constantly degraded and diminished because she aligned within a, Repo- a Republican administration. Look, look what Colin Powell, first African American Secretary of State, also appointed by a Republican administration. But yet. The vile things that were said about him. Or let's go back to 2005. Janice Rogers Brown, a black Supreme Court justice, was being very seriously considered to replace the retiring Sandra Day O'Connor on the court. But yet the Democrats, who were in the minority at the time, were threatening to filibuster. Now, this was new back then. There was debate around judicial nominees, but then once it was, okay, we're going to invoke cloture, cut off debate, it was always just a formality that 60-plus members would say, yep, time to end the debate and get, get an up-or-down vote. But the Democrats were threatening to filibuster a judicial nominee, which at the time was unprecedented. Legislative filibusters, yes, very common, and still is today, as it should be, but judicial nominees, nominees to cabinets, not so much. But they hated George W. Bush so much that I dare say they weren't going to give him the opportunity to make this to, to make a historic appointment, i.e. the first ever black female to sit on the Supreme Court. So then that's when uh, uh, to avoid the filibuster and the Republicans threatening to invoke the nuclear option, which, oh, my God, that was just an absolute beyond the pale disgrace that you would even suggest it invoking the nuclear option to make it just a simple majority to stop debate on a uh, a judicial nominee and then take an up-or-down vote until eight years later when Harry Reid did it for all federal appointments outside of the Supreme Court. So, whatever the case. We can go through the the history lesson, but my point is, is that it this is an undeniable historic accomplishment, but Republicans... If they put up a historic, if they create history like, you know, Justice Clarence Thomas, he was only the second black person to sit on the Supreme Court, and what he went through in his hearings in 1991, including a senator by the name of Joe Biden who sat on the Judiciary Committee and what a buffoon he made of himself. See, when Democrats pour over a judicial nominee's record, You know, they're 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 doing just that they're pouring over their record. But when Republicans question someone's judicial philosophy, they're racist. Or in this case, they get tarred with being racist and misogynistic. And let's see, I want to go to the next speaking of which I want to go to the next soundbite. So just uh, prior to Judge Jackson speaking on the South Lawn, uh, President Joe Biden gave his comments on Judge Jackson's confirmation. Cut number two. I knew it wouldn't be easy.
0: But I knew the person I nominated would be put through a painful and difficult confirmation process. But I have to tell you, what Judge Jackson was put through was well beyond that. Like there was gang verbal rape? abuse, the anger, oh that was the constant interruptions, pain. the most vile, baseless assertions and accusations. In the face of it all, Judge Jackson showed the incredible character and integrity she possesses. Poise Poise and composure, patience and restraint, and yes, perseverance
5: and even joy, even joy. So, uh, you know, we'll forgive Joe Biden because given his mental state, he probably doesn't even remember uh, four years ago three and a half years ago, more like, what Judge Kavanaugh went through. He wants to talk about verbal abuse, anger, constant interruptions, vile, baseless assertions and accusations. Uh, is being accused of being part of a gang rape ring a vile and baseless assertion and accusation? I'd say it is. Because they just took the word of some scumbag lawyer, Michael Avenatti, who, by the way, is in jail now. They just took his word for it. But yeah, that, that was perfectly okay. And yet when... Judge Kavanaugh had the audacity to be taken aback and just show anger at being accused of being part of a gang rape. This, Oh, look at that. Look at the way he, he, he shot back at the Judiciary Committee. He doesn't have the temperament to be a judge. What human being could sit there and be accused of felony rape and do so with composure? but because Judge Jackson got some tough questions about her judicial philosophy and sentencing as a judge. And you could argue whether that those questions had merit in regarding those who were sent to jail due to uh, possessing child porn. That was the biggest line of questioning some of these senators had. And you could argue whether that was relevant or not. But being asked pointed questions about this, and accusing her of being light on the sentencing, how is that vile? How is that baseless? I mean, give your rationale as to why you made these rulings. But yet, questioning someone's judicial philosophy is now beyond the pale. we got a couple more sound clips regarding this. Uh, some, more, some Democrat senators had some interesting, um, for lack of a better phrase, come-to-Jesus moments uh, right before Judge Jackson was going to be confirmed. Uh, the cynic in me says it was just a preemptive strike because in all likelihood there could be another nominee coming up and Democrats, knowing that Joe Biden's going to be president for the next couple of years, want to kind of keep their powder dry. But um, some interesting uh, some interesting moments, uh, mea culpas, almost mea culpas, uh, from a couple of far-left senators coming up in mere moments. 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag... Narn Show, that's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go Nowhere. AM
8: 1280,
2: The Patriot. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app.
9: I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do.
4: I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say.
9: I didn't know there were other options available.
4: I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart.
9: Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
1: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. pro Life Across America.
2: Did you know that the Patriot mobile app can do more than just stream your favorite shows? Here's cool feature number one. You can set an alarm on our app that will automatically start streaming the Patriot at whatever time you decide. It's easy. Just open the menu in the upper left-hand corner, select alarm, and choose a time. You can set it to wake you up in the morning with Hugh Hewitt or any of your favorite hosts. Download the free AM 1280 The Patriot app today. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. So I can
5: get around it. Hey, welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer closing out this weekend's of no- weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. Uh, one final thing I'll say about the president, you know, he uh, he did mention or he did thank the three Republican senators who voted to confirm uh, Judge Jackson. She was confirmed, uh, fifty-three to forty-seven, all fifty Democrats plus three Republicans. Uh, the president called Collins, uh, Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, women of integrity. And the third Republican senator to vote for Judge Jackson was Mitt Romney. Uh, the president here's a quote from the president: "Mitt Romney, am like like oh, uh, I'll I'll read the actual quote. Mitt Romney, whose dad stood up like he did, his dad stood up and made these decisions on civil rights." The same Mitt Romney, who, when Joe Biden was president, spoke in front of a a crowd of predominantly black people and said that if Romney were elected president, he'd put you all back in chains. But because Mitt Romney uh, votes the right way, well, he's a champion for civil rights, just like his dad. I, I mean, I shouldn't be stunned by the just level of debasement and hypocrisy and pandering comes out of Washington, but sometimes it just, garbage like that is just beyond the pale. You know, again, it's like they forget their own statements, but given the fact that Joe Biden said Mitt Romney put you all back in chains when he said that 10 years ago, uh, he probably doesn't remember, okay? It doesn't seem like he remembers a whole lot these days. Uh, let's just be honest. So, uh, some interesting, um, I don't want to say mea culpa's, they felt, just, they felt just shy of mea culpa's, but kind of some interesting... Uh, kind of some interesting chatter from some of the Democrat senators in the aftermath of this confirmation process. Let's go with cut number one, Senator Dick Durbin out of Illinois on uh, when Judge Jackson was on the brink of being confirmed.
6: Situations, each of them unique in their factual circumstances, and to generalize in terms of her position on an issue of that gravity is fundamentally unfair. But... We've done it, too, on the Democratic side, and I'm going to be first to admit, as I look back in history, there are things that should have been handled better when Republican nominees were before us, and the majority of Republican senators in the Senate Judiciary Committee, led by the ranking member, Chuck Grassley, I believe were respectful and dealt with the judge in a fair manner, asked tough questions as they were expected to, but did not cross the line into personal attack. There were three or four who broke that rule.
5: So, okay, he was referring to the the line of questioning again, uh, her sentencing of of pedophiles or those who were in possession of child pornography. Uh, Again, there was a lot of debate back and forth on that, and and really the the, uh, sentencing guidelines, it sounds as though Judge Jackson was pretty consistent on what the typical sentences were as sentencing guidelines, and it is up to a judge's purview. And they they were saying that these Republican senators were insinuating that she was sympathetic uh, to those, to, to pedophiles, which I don't, I don't think is true in any, if that insinuation was made Uh, it shouldn't have been, but it was in line with questioning on questioning her on the decision she's made from the bench. So we uh, better hurry up and get to this final cut. Kind of before Senator Chris Coons out of Delaware.
9: As you think about the current talking forces that have Hoover. increasingly polarized the process mm-hmm. and your own votes for Trump's Supreme Court nominees, mm-hmm. do you stand by them? Or do you think in a different world, you might've thought about those votes differently? Uh, I've recently been talking about that with some colleagues. So I was, the, my, my office now was John McCain's office. Uh, and I think a lot about John. Um, I was in that exact office with a bipartisan group of senators as Judge Gorsuch uh, was being nominated for the Supreme Court. And a group of us were debating whether we could somehow come up with an agreement to not end the filibuster, the 60-vote threshold for justices in exchange for allowing Gorsuch to move forward. And I was digging into his record and philosophy, and there was one case, the Hobby Lobby case, that, where he'd written the circuit court. And I just was really struggling with it. Yeah. Um, I would say Gorsuch was the closest uh, for me, where I, I knew him. Um, I had a sense of him, uh, his, his writings. But is um, it about judicial philosophy or advice and consent? That's the point. That was, that was the point at which I first voted against a nominee for the Supreme Court, not based on his qualifi- eminently qualified, yeah. um, great temperament, um, good writer, um, strong record of service, but I disagreed with his philosophy. And um, Senator Graham and I had a very forceful exchange at that point where he said to me, I voted for Kagan. I voted for Sotomayor. If you're not willing to vote for Gorsuch, uh, what's that mean? And so I I will own that I'm a part of this problem um, and recognize that with Senator Graham saying in this process he's voting against her, he was the last one on the committee who had a history of voting um, for qualification not for or against philosophy.
5: Okay, so interesting. Uh, and again, this this is what this is what led to Kavanaugh and Coney Barrett uh, picks two and three of the Trump administration sitting on the Supreme Court because the Democrats so overplayed their hand with Gorsuch. If you remember, they filibustered what Chris Coons, Democrat in a far left state, Delaware, saying. He was very qual- he, uh, he was very qualified, but uh, I just disagree with his judicial philosophy. Let's be honest. This was this was revenge for McConnell not giving Merrick Garland a hearing in early 2016 when Antonin Scalia passed away, because McConnell said, "Nope, not going to uh, not going to have a hearing." The next president will select the Supreme Court nominee, and the Democrats were so infuriated, out of spite, they filibustered Gorsuch. Well, the de- the Republicans invoked the nuclear option, and because of that. Kavanaugh was able to get through as was Amy Coney Barrett so Dems were hoist of their own petard on that one couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of folks don't you think folks Hour number one in the books Hour number two coming back in mere moments AM 1280 the Patriot Northern Alliance rated at work with me Brad Carlson back in a few
1: huh did I hear that correctly two thousand seven hundred and seventy five dollars off a new furnace and AC unit that's a lot of money that would help I should
9: give Standard Heating a call.
1: Yes, you should. It's Standard Heating's annual triple savings sale. April's promotion, plus York manufacturer rebates, plus utility rebates. A combined savings up to $2,800. What else
0: did Olivia tell me?
1: Oh, she said Standard Heating and air conditioning has been around for a long time. 92 years. They replaced her furnace last spring and saved her a bunch. I am going to check out this sale. Take advantage of the triple savings special with savings up to $2,775. And hurry, because this offer ends April 30th. Take advantage of the biggest discount of the year. Visit standardheating.com. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. That's standardheating.com.
4: When it comes to investing in your house, do you want to know what one of the most confusing items there is to make decisions on? Windows. We are talking massive price swings, every salesperson telling you something vastly different, and very little useful information online, which opens the door for salespeople to overcharge you. Hi, I'm Ryan with My3Quotes, an expert on your side. I've worked with many of the top window brands and installers in the Twin Cities and can give you the pros and cons of each. That's what you get when you call me to stop by and measure your windows. We'll talk options that best fit your needs, whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, and you'll receive quotes from multiple contractors just a few days later. There's no obligation to buy, but if you do, I'll be there to help you write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, I provide the same free service for siding and roofing. Window lead times are extra long right now, so set up an appointment today at getmy That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com.
6: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. eight hundred eight two four three eight five three. That's eight hundred eight two four three eight five three. Eight hundred eight two four three eight five three.
2: AM twelve eighty the Patriot is WW